black people don't read. Black Reading is fundamental. Get a book, man. Get the great stories. The great thing about reading is that it broadens your, your life. You know, we all live our lives, but I think a reader lives a hundred other lives. Welcome back to Inspire Reads with Inspire Entertainment. Yes, I'm There's back. that voice again. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they they missed me, man. They missed me. <laughs> uh, I've missed me too. Uh, man, I, I, I don't know why I said that. I, I don't really care to be honest. Um, I actually, this is the first time I listened to an episode without without me in it. Being part of it. <laughs> there were so many things I wanted to say. <laughs> I wanted to jump in and, and pounce on moments where you guys would sip up. But yeah, overall, it was a good episode. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I'm impressed. I'll give you guys a, a little bit of a clap. Oh, wow. <laughs> how did it feel on the other side of it? Well, uh, uh, yeah. On the other side of yeah, it. was weird because every now and then I was, I was thinking, when's my voice going to come? When am I going to stop talking? Yeah, good night. Because you kind of feel like you're still part of the conversation. So yeah, uh, yeah it's like there's points where I wanted to jump into the conversation, but I'm like, damn it. <laughs> I couldn't be there. Uh, yeah, these guys played off like I was dead last week. <laughs> what did you say? Uh, no, it was like, yeah. Unfortunately, you couldn't make it today. Nah, that, that was that's it. That was straight that's it. Nah, you yeah, said something it. worse. Nah, I did. You were like, you like it was me. <laughs> yeah. You were like, well, we just returned from the funeral. Yeah, <laughs> man. Nah, nah, what? Goodness what? me, mate. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I was heading that way and I had to bring it, yeah, it back. You read the like, back, you read the back. Yeah, I was, I, I was listening to it. it, I was like, what? I'm still alive, boys. <laughs> I, was, I had to give him a phone call, like, bro, <laughs> I'm still here, man. Yeah, yeah. I tried to give you that, you know, that, that Perry, Perry the Platypus type of oh, secret yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> nah, you're recording, you're actually living your life. It turned out very bad. <laughs> yeah. Made it look more like Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Is that the brother's name? <laughs> yeah. So this is the thing, the thing about dropping references. People might not know all the time. Mm. But yeah, uh, welcome back to Inspire Reads with the Inspire Statement. Let's do the intro properly this time instead of talking about nonsense. <clears throat> yeah, I'm joined by Shmaki and Yasin's uh, <laughs> busy right now. Yasin is. He, he's on his own mission. <laughs> oh, uh, there he is. He's walking in now. <laughs> Late up, to the man? studio. Late as usual. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, we just talked about my experience listening to it from the other side and yeah um, we're just going to go into a new segment I'm going to start every now and then start every now and then that's it <laughs> what? what <laughs> Wait, the... that's called the serial procrastinator right there <laughs> always starts and never finishes dead it off at the <laughs> yeah, same time exactly <laughs> but yeah um, I've, I've saw a new segment where it's not really a new segment it's just random thoughts and how any how we address those issues so um, the thought for this week is about imposter syndrome or the feeling of stagnation and unfulfilled potential. Mm, um, that hit me on yeah. different levels, man. Yeah. Do you ever feel like a disappointment? Do you ever look at yourself in the mirror and think, what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> you make me sick. <laughs> what, do I, what do your parents think of you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, on a serious note, do you, if you ever feel like like you're not you're, you're you're just in a routine and you're not you're, you're not really enjoying your life in any way um most of the time i think is partly because of that it's like you don't have any serious goal or yeah. something you're working towards but you know what messed me up i'll say yeah uh you know like you're saying you messed up huh no nah, no nah. like too. sort of i don't know i think like something mentally like you know like how footballers at 30 they just like decline yeah 
like I've got this weird feeling where <laughs> at 30 I feel like I feel like, the same you know like if I ain't done something major like yeah on my youth I just start that's declining the, that's the line that. yeah yeah I feel like the same once way. you pass 30 it's like oh what now yeah and yeah, that is is partly because of like how social media and all these things are. You're you're viewing other people's success per yeah. se from your point of view, and you're comparing yourself to them. Mm-hmm. Trying it, to run the same race as them. Yeah, so that that feeling uh, I think is very dangerous because most of the time you just I think you just become stressed out, anxious, and depressed yeah. out because yeah you feel like you're not, you're not making any moves. Um, <coughs> so I thought of like ways that you can address that and. Like the actual feeling itself, because I think like in terms of progression and, and moving forwards in life, I think that's a very like abstract thing that could that could, that could be triggered by anything, you know. Yeah. As in, it, it everyone's like that cheesy saying everyone's like running on their own time, so yeah. there's no <clears throat> real urgency for anything really. To be honest, as long as you're you're living, and yeah, there's the other thing is like some people feel like they're they're working. They're living to work rather than working to live. Mm. Um, so yeah, there's there's a few things that surround that issue, and I was thinking of like solutions to solve that, um, the feeling itself. So number one, learning new things. So mm. learning new languages, learning new skills. Bonjour. Yeah, um, I think if you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think if you do that. Mm. Because for me, it's like every time I learn something new, I feel like a sense of progression. Like I feel a bit, I feel a bit of pride, you know. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what skill it is. It might be video editing. It might be photography. If I do something different from that I've never done before, mm. I feel like I've done something. And yeah, that that helps me boost myself. Then I also have something to work towards. Because then you you feel like, how can I move on to the next level? How do I, how do I get better at this? How do I get better at this skill? Like um, I just took a picture of the sunset. How do I make it more vibrant next time yeah. I take a picture? Know all about that, innit? Yeah, yeah, seen in his sunset pictures. My sunset pictures are unmatched. No one <laughs> But can they get better? Huh? No, there's no. Oh man! No, it is already <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna pay. I guess Yasin. <laughs> I guess Yasin doesn't feel that feeling. <laughs> this guy is no idea what imposter syndrome is. But yeah. Bro, bro, what's that? Can't relate, bro. Don't know why you're doing nine to five, man. Well, yeah. yeah, you're doing more than nine to five. What are you talking about? <laughs> But yeah, I think learning <laughs> learning new skills and then also in that is like when you're sometimes I think because of the routine you're in, you're always surrounded by the same people over and over again and it's it's kind of refreshing to, to hang around with different people. So by learning them new skills, you also expose yourself to new networks and stuff as well. So someone you might have never met before if you didn't mm-hmm. learn the skill, you might meet them and then you might find a common interests and you might build, develop a relationship with them. and. I think that helps um, in like how in building up your network and yeah. giving you a bit of a refresher from your normal schedule, you know. So yeah, different groups of friends that you might have might be doing different things. So you don't you're not you're not like involved in the same schedule every week or whatever. So that kind of helps in like breaking up the schedule, you know. Mm. What do you guys think? Any any other solutions? <clears throat> also, not comparing yourself to other people. Yeah. You see, when you're going about achieving your goals, you don't look at what your peers are doing. And see, say they have the same goals and you think, okay, he's getting to this stage of his life faster than I am. Then I feel you could progress a lot if you're, if you just stick to your own vision. Yeah, don't compare yourself to people who you think might be doing better than you or even people who you think you've you've like uh, surpassed or whatever. Because the moment you try competing, (coughs) competing with someone, you sort of like find yourself losing 
all sort of like home promotion, like in case that way don't go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. That? Mm-hmm. How about you, Shmanky? Yeah, for me, I'll probably just touch up on what you said before, just learning something. Mm. <clears throat> like learning something new or sort of developing your craft more than like mm. what you already know. Yeah, already. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So okay. you feel like you've actually done something because mm. there's a lot of times I work and I'm just watching hours go by and I'm like, this is another hour of yeah. my life. Yeah. Hours this, for a second. This left. That has literally just gone by mm-hmm. and I haven't done nothing. And yeah, another thing I'd say is try your best to get out your your routine by any means. Like recently I went on a retreat. Um, these guys recorded whilst, whilst I was absent. <laughs> That's the reason why I was actually absent. I was, uh, I was you away. You not your personal life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was away for a couple of days. And, and I was away for a couple of days and then I was ill. But yeah, um, during that retreat, I was just like, I had a lot more time to reflect. It was just literally one weekend, but I wasn't connected. Like I wasn't, I was totally disconnected. I was focusing on other things and yeah. Um, there was no, there was like, like I wasn't, I wasn't like replying to messages straight. I was turning off my phone throughout the whole day, yeah. and yeah, um, just disconnect for a bit and then just think about things. And I think that helps to slow things down. It it shows you how much time you have. Like, I I would sleep, I would sleep, and then I'll in the, when I was at the retreat, I'll sleep quite late, but then I'll get up really early. So there wasn't a lot of sleep, but um, off, the amount of hours I had during the day, and I wasn't connected at all. Like I just had so much time to think and and do like work on things that I wanted to achieve. So, yeah, I think it is good to try and find some way to uh, relieve yourself of that that work, like that you know that that feeling that you need to work. Yeah. I think by like disconnecting yourself totally from your phone, from your other things, and like going somewhere different. Yeah, by doing that, it, it's just like it calms you down. It slows things down. You realize like all these like you realize like ten minutes is actually quite a long time <laughs> if you're just doing one task. 10 minutes is, is quite a long time and then that turns into one hour and you realise like yeah we actually have a lot of time during our day and we, every now and then we just need to slow it down um, because we waste a lot more time than we think just on like social media and stuff so yeah um, that's a classic cheesy yeah disconnect your social media <laughs> but yeah I think live off the web off the grid off the grid go, um, uh, back to the dark ages <laughs> <laughs> with our fresh and what? what? <laughs> you made that sound like a shirt <laughs> Off the grid with the Shimaki. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, right, I think that, that pretty much wraps it up um, for that segment. Um, so the book we read this week was called Kensuki's Kingdom, a book that most of us read during our like s- secondary school, high school date. Yes, so yeah. No, I did it in primary. You did it in primary? Yeah. Bro, I think I did it. Ooh, look at this specimen. That's <laughs> <laughs> specimen, yeah. I think I did it in like year eight or something. But yeah. Um, it was a very interesting book to read as, as a kid. I found it interesting because I liked that kind of stuff. It was like survival island kind of thing. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, if I was younger, yeah, we used to watch like Bear Grylls and stuff. I would have, uh, I don't know. I feel like I would have enjoyed it. <laughs> well, you being know, on, yeah. No, the thing no, was. I would still like, enjoy it now. If I, went I on, think you would. I think I would. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I definitely would. I'll enjoy it. I'll, if, I was, if I was stranded on the island, then I had to like, I had to like build shelters and like fish and stuff and like, yeah, fend for myself for a couple of days. <laughs> I think I would enjoy it. So yeah, it was interesting to me as a kid. It was like, I was like, yeah, that was right up my lane. And then, um, yeah, we read we read the book this week. And then again, because yeah, they mentioned it in last week's uh, podcast, and I was like, yeah, I have to. Yeah, we should read that again because I think there were some more interesting topics than yeah. you read when you're in 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 school or whatever. 
but yeah, um, the book itself, I think there are a lot more things that I uncovered as as someone reading it now, rather than a uh, young kid in, in secondary school. So um, there's a lot to talk about, to be honest. Yeah, um, but yeah, before we go into that, if you were stranded on a desert island or whatever, um, would you keep a diary? No, oh. I've just... We were trying to survive, man. Uh, we were trying to write stories. Nah, I, I, I wrote the question wrong. Because part of Kentucky's Kingdom is like it's like written in a kind of diary way in the beginning. And I was thinking, did you, did you guys ever keep a diary in your whole lives? Yeah. And do you think people that did keep a diary were more thoughtful and introspective as a result? Mm, that's a good question. Um, diary, let me be honest. I didn't keep one. Huh? I didn't. No, I didn't. No, that, that definitely didn't keep one. No. No, I don't keep them, but... Did you ever try it? What? No, why well, would do? I <laughs> remember die. my sister had one, and I just thought that was long. Yeah. But I would... <laughs> I, I would, I would read it, but it was... It's, it's oh, yo, crazy you how, can't like, do that, man. Huh? That's an invasion of privacy. I know, but it was just... <laughs> that's how I do it. was just jokes, because that's where she would, like, really let her she feelings out. Savage. Really? She thinks of the family and stuff. <laughs> like, damn, what can oh, What did you think of you? As huh? No, she, she thought I was amazing, huh? Yeah, nah, he's, he's tailoring the facts. <laughs> but now what I'll do is like I'll just write the date that it was like whatever date that I was that it was that day. Mm -hmm. I'll just like write that on the wall, mm -hmm. and then like come back to it like a few years later, just to look at when I wrote that. that the date. Hell, that's so weird, man. So like one time it was like two thousand eight. So like second of August, and then I came back like twenty seventeen to look at it, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, wow, this is unnecessary. This is, huh? No, but you're what just I'm saying is just vandalizing your walls. Yeah, I did that. So like, it's sort of like um, time you know, when you do a time. What's it called? Time capsule. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm engaged in any of them. Huh? I've never, never. No, well, I, I borrowed a couple where uh, I never got to see them again. Well, you did them yourself. No, I put them in there, obviously. Did they even do them here? Did they even do this in the country? Huh? Yeah. yeah, man. I swear it's more like, more prevalent in the States and stuff. No, nah, well, we did them here. In primary school, like, we had to bring bad pictures of ourselves and stuff like that. Have you opened any? Nah. Imagine if you opened it. I put them in there. Rats coming up. Nah, nah. They're meant to open it in like 100 years or something. Uh, I'm trying to see I'm still alive. Uh, <laughs> but now nah, that's what I'll sort of do to just like sort of be like, oh, like, oh, so now I remember now I wrote this. It was such a while ago. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that's a very mini school version of a diary that mm. people sort of write it to then remember how things were mm. back nah. then. Nah, so I reckon people that do it are much more sentimental than sentimental. That, yeah. Probably they can recover recover a lot more because. With the years, memories get lost. What do you mean recover? So, okay. Say, for example, I wrote about, you know what I mean, interesting point in my life, a turning point. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Say, I've, 20, 30 years has passed. I've lost those specific details yeah. that made that moment. Yeah. yeah. So, by having this journal, this diary, mm. I'll be able to recover a lot more and it'll come to me more. One thing I like, a lot of people these days, they, they keep, I don't know, I can't say a lot of people, but I've heard some people keep... Uh, they call them blessing journals or something, or gratitude journals, I think. Mm. So, they, like, everything, like, they, they'll write down everything, like, positive that happened during the day, like, at the end of the day or something. And then, um, they'll basically reflect on that, like, yeah. Like, there's they'll a lot write of... Write down every good thing. Well, every major good thing, at least, I think. So, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll do that, and then 
it would like remind them of how many good things are happening for them and over the bad things. So like that that balancing scale of good views bad is seems more tangi- tangible. So yeah. Oh no no snap! Now I remember. I sort of had a mini diary. It yeah. wasn't like a diary book thing. It was just like you know when you on Google Docs. Yeah. Because uh, that's timeless, of course. Yeah. I might lose that piece <laughs> of paper. Uh, but what I would I would like sort of write down every time I'd be in a difficult situation. Seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll legit write it down like vividly like this is what this is what's happening this is what the implications are this is what could happen how old were you in this? huh? that's only like five years ago. huh? no not five years ago I did it like three years ago three years ago? why did you stop? when I was in like college why did you stop? huh? I don't know like nothing quite as traumatic has happened it wasn't really traumatic, but it was just basically like I was very close to failing college. And yeah. I had like 20 Goodness assignments me, to do in like two weeks. Drastic times. Yeah, so I was just writing it down like, yo, imagine like my life a couple of years after this. Like, to then just look back on that and be like, oh, like this is how things were. <clears throat> like, oh, I remember when I was going through that mm. and I'm not going you're through that anymore. Yeah, you're going to keep them uh, gratitude, Jenna. You're going to keep them uh, negative things but you were affected like, on it childhood rules for everyone because then whatever situation I'm in like that it's not as bad as that but mm. until something worse happens then I like that <laughs> <laughs> that's one depressive book right there boy. <laughs> uh, yeah well yeah well, you'd say that they're more introspective and thoughtful for people for keeping a diary yeah for sure mm. I, I'd like to I wonder if there's any studies I, I might have to look into that after that'll be interesting because I'm sure there's like it's not just for the sake of writing it there's there's a reason why they do it. Maybe it's how the event. Mm. Uh, I mean, uh, this is off topic, but I know the Queen has a diary. The Queen has a diary. Yeah, she has to write in there. How do you know? This is a note. How come I don't know? The Queen. I don't know how else to say it. Like it's just she like has a diary. Which she writes like she writes out herself mm. by hand. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I know someone still. I'm joking. I'm not asking. I wonder what. I wonder what <laughs> secret she has in there. Just, <laughs> Philip. <laughs> uh, I didn't like the. Is it Meghan Markle's wedding? Good. Mm. Uh, just comments on that. Let's not. Let's not dive into that. Let's. Let's think positive thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Try and get in trouble. <laughs> And all the black players represented the uh, national team. <laughs> Rave started. Oh man, that's, that's a mad one. <clears throat> but yeah, um, in terms of the book itself, I thoroughly enjoyed it again reading it. Uh, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed it as a kid and I enjoyed it again now. And um, once I, I finished reading it, I was looking into like reviews and stuff, and uh, a lot of people had similar thoughts to me. And like the fact that it's actually meant to be a children's book, you know that? Yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, the, the way it's written yeah. is in such a way that like, I think it's written in such a simple, concise way that anyone can read it. Yeah. And if I was to write a book, I think I'd go for a similar angle. You know, it's like there's there's a basic level of emotions that that it conveys, and then there's a deeper level of emotions and stories that it conveys within itself. So and like a lot of interesting styles of writing, yeah. and yeah, it wasn't like forced on you too much. Yeah. Everything just sort of felt natural. Mm. Like uh, obviously, I don't get a lot of it back in primary school. What didn't you get? 
And like obviously I understood that there was this guy in in an island, mm. and uh, um, he he started to like uh, the main guy, which is Michael. Uh, later on, uh, I, I like, knew that much. This is a terrible summary. All right, but like to like the deeper meaning of it, I never never understood. I mm. remember it was just like to me it was a very big book, and I was like, ah, mm. I don't want to read through all of this. And to me, it was like <laughs> I'm reading seven hundred page books at that time. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why is this leaflet? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we was all seven hundred page books. Like what? It's like the land of witch in the wardrobe. Try remember the name. Land of witch in the wardrobe. Not like no no no. no. Guys, Golden movie. compass. No, it is um, it's about magic. Okay. It sounds I'm like sorry, I'm, I'm <laughs> like the whole life. Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> I missed so many years ago, man. I forgot. No, 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 no. It's, better. it's better. Harry Potter. Uh, I don't believe it. Huh? Did you even read the book? Yeah, that was a solid book, man. <laughs> I read. I read. All four or five books. Let me get the Lord of the Rings. Continue, continue, continue <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be an obvious one. You know, to me, I remember I, I didn't like the the the, the what's it called the cover of it either. The cover of the book. Yeah. I think I, 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 I kind of liked it. Yeah. We really did judge books by the cover. Yeah, you know? of course. Like, when I was in the library, like looking for books, I'd, I'd grab the I'd grab whatever looks nice and yeah. then read the blurb and then that's it. That's that's me. You're sold. But yeah, this one here, I I don't really understand the deeper meanings of uh, of it all mm. I just wanted to glance through it mm. um, <clears throat> but but reading back on it I was like damn <coughs> like mm. the way he he makes he writes the the relationship that they have mm. where he doesn't force it mm. in the sense that right at the beginning it's not like ah oh, I hate you you hate me ah let's fight you know it's just um, relationships like takes, build naturally yeah it takes a while for them to actually get to know each other yeah and a lot of, and I like the way that he wouldn't over describe things. Like, for example, when he would say, like, when he would be bringing, like, a fishing rack from, like, the sea to the cave, mm. just be like, yeah, he brought it from there to there. Instead of, Rather like, than trying to go through, like, trying to describe everything and every second of yeah, it. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. It's like, I think a lot of authors, like, write with that proficiency and skill in terms mm. of. Like for me, it just seems like they're trying to flex their vocabulary. Yeah, and, uh, yeah they're just trying to flex like their writing skill, you know. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you get lost in trying to understand all these complex metaphors yeah. and themes, and you're just like, yo, let me just get on with the story. Yeah. And yeah, this is really, like, really well balanced and it flows, it flowed nicely. So yeah, that's uh, the same exact point I wrote down in my notes. So yeah, um, I definitely recommend reading it. But in terms of summarizing the book, um, Essentially, it's a, a shipwreck tale. Uh, uh, a boy gets shipwrecked on an island, um, and then he meets another Japanese man on the island, and it's like their, how their relationship he builds. Another Japanese man. I was gonna say another man, another man who's Japanese <laughs> um, on the island. <laughs> Where's the first one? <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. He, meet, um, he finds out that the island's occupied by like um, some monkeys and like orangutans and stuff, and um, and there seems to be an, another another inhabitant of the island, and yeah, he finds out there's some some Japanese man that's been living there for quite a long time, and yeah, that's when it goes deep into the story and like how their relationship builds and how they survive and how they eventually get off the island, uh, or well, how some one of them gets eventually gets off the island. I'm not gonna say who. Um, <laughs> 
Why are you laughing? I gave away the spoiler, and then I tried, to, <laughs> I tried to come back. <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was a terrible spoiler. Oh, like. <laughs> got to be dark, man. But yeah, um, definitely recommend it. And the way it's written in the beginning, it's like it goes through the boy's um, point of view where he's still, like he's actually um, keeping a diary of like his journey, his travels, and like his parents and um, how like they they they're both working and then they like decide they want to go on an adventure like they want to quit all their jobs and like actually live oh. the dream that they've been nah they they anyway nah they didn't really quit their jobs they were fired they were fired yeah they really? were made redundant so basically uh, they yeah. used to live a very nice life right when they were working and they would go to like the pier and fish and all of this good stuff right mm. <clears throat> and then afterwards what happened was their business that collapsed like for uh, folded and yeah. then they the parents got uh, made redundant which is a, having fights which is a reality for a lot of people you think about like people that that had their families uh, uh, people that have been made redundant redundant and how th- that affects their families you, you don't really think about it it's like yeah. every now and then in the news you see like this company has folded for example toys r us recently they closed yeah. all their stores in the us and uk i think UK, yeah. you're like thinking about all those employees that they had they will all be made redundant at some point and some of them are definitely like really bad off right now. Yeah. We don't we don't know like that's not publicized at all. So yeah, it's it's it's, it's mad. Crazy how like <coughs> how quickly it can happen like, yeah. just overnight. Yeah, I always I always uh, when I hear that for some reason I always think about uh, back to Jim Carrey's uh, talk. <laughs> I, I put it in before you know in the podcast where he says that his dad got made redundant even though he was working a job he he was working a safe job yeah. and. Then, it's like, so why don't you, st- like, there's still going to be a chance you're going to be maybe done either way, so why don't you just change the dreams anyway? Mm. And, yeah, I always remember that for some reason. But, yeah. Um, yeah they were they were made redundant. Then they st- uh, they started having a lot of fights and it got a bit bitter. And then after that, the father, he left the house, um, went down south to, like, get a job and whatnot. Then he, after a while, he called the family back um, to, to meet him. He sold like their car, like most of their possessions basically, and he bought um, a boat mm-hmm. with the Peggy Sue. And then with that boat, they were like, he was like, listen, we're not gonna ever get a chance to travel fulfill around the world, yeah, to fulfill our dreams, so let's just do it now. Mm-hmm. And then the mom took a bit of explaining, and then after that, she was on board, yeah. and then they, they went off. But it's crazy that, imagine, do you think that would be, ever, that would be something you'd ever do? Yeah, I'll tell no, no, no. That one pocket. <laughs> <laughs> that one time mean? where you get that the opportunity. That opportunity. What does that mean, though? Uh, these guys actually but went to travel around the world on boat. Yeah, that's a bit mad that uh, I'm yeah. saying travel around the world. Uh, what do you mean? Like, a lot of people say If I could drop the... everything. Huh? What are you saying? If I could drop everything and go now. No, I'm saying, like, for example, um, in like the way their circumstances was, they were fired. Yeah. So that sort of gave them the, the chance to do it. That's the so thing. It's like. Yeah, I'm it, saying it's, it's like, like one of those things where you, 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 something bad happens, but you take it as a blessing. But you take it as a blessing, yeah. So if you were like, let's say, made redundant, yeah, is that an option you would take to uh, finally live off your dreams, well, or it depends. would you sort of try to get back on your feet again? Uh, it depends on what the situation is. Like the, these guys were clearly smart enough to save some money <laughs> and sold and, and sold their car and stuff. So. It depends on what situation you're in. If you have no, no savings or nothing, then what, what are you going to do? Um, maybe you're going to watch them videos of how to live in London for £1 a day. <laughs> <laughs> and, and survive, maybe. But 
I don't know. It depends on your situation. It, obviously, if you're in the same situation as them, I think I'll definitely do it. Because obviously, a lot of people want to travel and stuff. Yeah. But no one's really got the time to travel. Yeah. So in order to fulfill that, a lot of people surely have to make sacrifices, you know? Yeah, but the question I, is I think it, uh, for me, myself, I want to travel 100%, but the sacrifice I'm making it is out of my free time. So mm. I'm working, and then th- that's to maintain bills and stuff and uh, yeah. keep me going. And then in my free time, I'm also doing other work. So in the long t- in the long run, I'll be able to do that, them kind of things and eventually, yeah, make that time for myself. It depends on what kind of investments you're willing to make now. Um, but yeah, sacrificing your free time is what I'll be, that's what I'm current, currently doing and I'm willing to do. To to be able to travel. Yeah, in the future. So yeah, I think that's easy enough to answer. <laughs> so yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you're going to continue from that? There's just something I was thinking of because obviously... Well, yeah, if I was thinking of quitting the podcast so you huh? can... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was just the... Uh, I knew you come back next week, it's just me and Yasin. Shabaki's not here with us this week. <laughs> I'm in India. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was just something I was thinking of, is just the fact that how his choice, like how he bought the boat. Yeah. And was like, let's just do it, like let's just travel it, the yeah, world. Like, it, that it was like such a, huge a step. crazy decision yeah. like to make. Yeah. So in my head, I was just like, is that something I would ever end up doing mm. you know but let's say for example you you live the life where you didn't get the opportunity to do that mm. um, but you were safe let's say yeah right do you think you doubt you miss an opportunity to travel around the world to be something you do regret 100% I think a lot of people do um, but they don't take on I think they're, they're too stuck in their routines and mm. they're too content with it being safe per se so they don't they don't go and chase their dreams and I, I think a lot of people are stuck in that rut so yeah, we got aspired to try and to try and get out of that mould yeah I, sometimes like I'm working full time now in an office space environment and I see uh, some people on the way they're living and like, like they, they live to work I, I've seen people that are like they'll because they'll, you have obviously you have your set and you're leaving it and you have to take it yeah, yeah. and then I, I've seen people literally like come into meetings and stuff on their days off and I'm yeah. like, yo, why, why are you here? For me, it's like, I, I clock out, and like, but if my annual leave starts, I'm out. So I'm yeah. Not, <laughs> yeah, there's no way. Oh, can you help me with this? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, not, um, the, that's it, I'm disconnected. I'm on my retreat. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, some people are actually in that rut. So it's, it's mad. I, I see that, and I'm just like, yo, how do they live like this? But for them, it's like they're in a different space. They're, they're content with it. In their heads, it's like, it's cool. They're all good to you. So imagine yeah. one of them just one day dropping it all. <laughs> just traffic I'll be shocked, but I'll, I'll be happy for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it continues from there, and like how his parents, like, they they go, they travel around the world and like visit different continents on a yacht or something. Was it, was it a yacht? Was a, yeah, it was a yacht. So, yeah. Like a sailboat. It was a sailboat. Yeah. I don't think they'll do that with a yacht. But yeah, and then it, like, it's like, it also like describes their roles on the boat and like their, their relationships on the boat and like how the boy he, he still gets education on the boat he's like he, he still keep make sure he he gets his textbooks but it's kind of like an apprenticeship where he's learning a lot of things through practical experiences and like he's like documenting all these different animals and stuff and he even mentions like Napoleon at, at one point and he he like he remembers Napoleon Bonaparte because of the experiences he's had. Yeah. So I found it interesting. What, St. Helen? 
Yeah, where, where Napoleon, <coughs> where he died? Yeah, basically he was sent there. Yeah. As a prisoner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy though. So yeah, uh, he learned a lot of things through practical experiences. I found that interesting. I was like, yeah, that's something that would be interesting as a, as a kid to, to go through that. Mm. And then, yeah, the way it was so detailed as well, it's like, I, I was really questioning whether it was a true story or not, but then after I did my research and yeah, sadly it wasn't a true story. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was disappointed by it. <laughs> Low key. Even with the note at the end. Yeah. Don't tell me that's fake. It, the, the, yeah, the kid. I, I'm pretty sure it's fake, yeah. Nah. That's mad, fam. Yeah, so it's interesting because like the the other person in the in the island, it turns out was someone who survived the Nagasaki bombing, the atomic bombs, um, that the Americans dropped on the Japanese and killed a lot of people. And yeah, I, every time I read anything to do with atomic bombs, and I remember like Hiroshima and Nagasaki, it just like, is mad. It's like these guys they actually pushed the button to to bomb all these people and just yeah, wipe them out just like ruthless. that. And then, like, radiation and all that stuff, it affects future generations, like, it's, it's purely inhumane. I don't know how they got away with that. And st- it's America. Yeah, it's, it's actually, <laughs> it's mad, it's mad, honestly. And, yeah, when I, when I read that, I found it interesting because I was like, yeah, you don't really ever think about people who could have survived the blast and where they could have gone or people who weren't there at the time. You, you just kind of think of, of it as, like, some kind of, like, private country where no one leaves and no one goes yeah. in. So, yeah, it was, so one of the... And uh, how it... Like <coughs> impacted so many people. Yeah, so many families. Mm. So yeah, it, it, it kind of describes the the journey from um, the main character's point of view, and like how his relationship builds with the Japanese man on the islands and how they survive. And yeah, they they it also has like relationship building points in that as well. Where there's like one part where the main character he sends out a note to, on a boat in a bottle, mm. and he, he hoping to for someone to find it so he can leave the island even though they've been building up a good report and they've been enjoying each other's company and he's, he's been learning a lot from the Japanese man and he, the Japanese man's been learning a lot from him and enjoying his company as well after being isolated on the island for years yeah. and then he even called him his son yeah so he's like why would you do that to me imagine like you're building up that relationship with someone yeah. and you haven't been in contact with any humans for years yeah. And the only contacts he's had with humans are those people that he mentions in the book, which uh, uh, is a, is a very potent point as well. Which yeah. uh, I'm definitely, I'm not gonna spoil spoil that. Um, so yeah, but um, one thing was another point where he, where the main character sent out that bottle, and then um, the man was angry. The Japanese guy was really angry, and then after he he thought about it, he he, he spent time to think about it, and he started thinking about the main character's point of view, and like the fact that he's got a family and he wants to go back home. And uh, he shouldn't be angry with with him for that. Even though I would probably be angry if, if I was in his situation, like what? like um, sending out a bottle, a message, a message in a bottle without telling him at all. Uh, like that's slightly like betrayal, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to sort of get context on that. Yeah. Uh, what happened was the Japanese man and uh, um, the main character Michael, they got really close together and whatnot. Mm. Um, and then the Japanese man started telling him about his family um, yeah. started saying like because you, he's got the same name as the Japanese sort of the same name as the Japanese man's son uh, Michael Mika. and uh, yeah so he calls him like Michael's son and they start fishing together and all, all of this stuff and he's like yeah like you, you are like my son you're like you're like teaching family him, teaching to him now, to right? paint yeah and the Michael guy's like yeah 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 and then after that, he sends that bottle, basically saying, "Can someone like help me? S- help me!" And like, the bottle comes back. <laughs> rescue me, yeah. 
and then the bottle comes back and then the guy feels betrayed by this yeah um i what and you said you you'd feel betrayed by it 100% as well. i would feel betrayed uh, I don't, I don't know. But Look, you're rather you're alone for years, and the only contact with humans that you've had are poachers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to say it now. Yeah, like people that came to the island and killed like the animals on the island that you, you were like kind of in a content, yeah. like you were kind of had a peaceful relationship with. Yeah. And then you're, um, you, you're because of that you're very hostile to other humans, and yeah. then, and then. You, this boy comes on the island and you're feeding him every single day. Yeah. <laughs> you're catching fish for the guy, cooking it for him, it, like ready for him to eat, and you're, like you're you're giving him bedding and stuff. And then after you, imagine like the he, like he he taught him how to paint. And remember, the paint isn't coming from from uh, W. H. Smith or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> wherever you get, get paint from, yeah, he's getting all these different animals and he's making paint from them and yeah. he's sharing it. He's letting, he's teaching you and he's using all these uh, ingredients of paint, whatever you want to call it. To, to to build that bond and like uh, you you would think you'd at least have the courtesy to, for the, to to tell him yeah I want to leave the island could you help me at least or yeah, yeah, are, you, yeah. are you happy with me um, sending out this this message and yeah he didn't tell him at all and obviously you can't blame him because he's he's a boy as well he's he's young yeah. and he's missing his family so it, it's understandable but yeah it, this is the thing we're discussing these and it's meant to be a children's book. And like that's how you know, like it was written very well, mm-hmm. and yeah, it, I definitely recommend it. And like, d- don't be put off by me saying it's a children's book. It, it can easily be read by adults. Like I said, like all the different levels of emotion, they they are easily conveyed, and like you can, you can get them very easily. But yeah, it, it makes you really think, you know. So yeah, um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I haven't really got much more to say, it, to be honest. Yeah, also, what I found very interesting was that the fact that. The the way the Japanese man was using like the resources the resources from the island for yeah. like everything yeah and how he had enough time to to like go fishing um, like have his own leisure time uh, find food like clean his clothes he became very bad at like like he, he set up a schedule yeah like it's crazy how without losing his sanity it's crazy how yeah like how no, not even just that. Like I'm saying, it's so how like well he used Adapted. the hours of the day. Yeah. Like the days didn't seem like they went quickly. Mm. Like it seemed like each day was a long day. To, yeah. To be able to do so many things. Yeah. And to be so productive. He put purpose in his stay there. Yeah. I think because partly because he 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 accepted that he was there and he Forever. might he might never leave yeah. and his family might all be dead because of the bump um, and that's interesting because I was thinking about it as well it's like because he's Japanese he seems to be very I feel like if another person of another nationality was there they wouldn't be as productive as him <laughs> I mean, Japanese people <laughs> are very rigorous. like uh, yeah. yeah I think they're very like yeah efficient and well like like I, I think that's like well known um, they're very they're very. Yeah, rigorous, like you said, um, and very organized. Well, that's the stereotypes we get from like, <laughs> mainstream media and stuff anyway. But yeah, I, I feel like if it was a different nationality, they would have struggled more. And yeah, um, he accepted like he accepted that he was there for a reason. And yeah, uh, the other thing is like he learned to live off the land. And like, remember the, the turtles part, where the baby turtles hatched. Yeah. And he, 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 at one point he said like, the baby turtles are braver than he is for, for leaving the island and going out into the sea where they might not know what's, uh, what might happen to them yeah. and that made him think about whether he should leave or not and then ultimately he yeah we, we know what happened at the end 
So yeah, uh, for me, the overall great book. I enjoyed it as a, as a uh, younger person and now as an adult. Yeah, as an adult, adult as well. Yeah. And also just to touch up on another point was how sort of how the, the, the writer touched up on how like we as human beings are like social creatures mm. and how the Japanese guy who hasn't been in contact with people for like 40 years or something yeah. He <laughs> hasn't been in contact with like, people for like 40 years. Um, like, is now speaking with this this boy, and he tells him like he enjoys speaking and he enjoys listening, mm. and that like communication is is, important. is is yeah. Like he really enjoys it, and how at the beginning the boy is saying that he wishes he can communicate with um, the 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 man because yeah. he hasn't communicated with anyone in such a while. Mm. And yeah, again, the writer touched up on on that aspect very well about trying to force like relationships too much. Everything just happens so naturally and stuff. Mm. So yeah, overall, definitely recommend it. Um, I think I've given it all my thoughts throughout the whole summary anyway. So um, yeah, great book, great read. Definitely pick it up and read it um, for you. Yeah, then I definitely for sure this. Uh, one of the better books you've yeah. read. It. Yeah, really. An easy no, read as well. It's pretty short. I think it's like 170 pages yeah. or something like that. Or shorter, even. No, that's It's like 74 pages. Yeah. 74 pages? I think that's probably because we've done it on the phone. Yeah, we, we, we used the ebook, but yeah. Um, so it's probably, I don't know how much it is in real time. <laughs> on paper, anyway. <laughs> on paper, anyway. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> By the way, we're recording this at like 12 right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, midnight. So. Um, I think I'm gonna wrap it up here and keep it a short episode. There's, there's not a lot, to, much more to be said about it. To be honest, I, I well, thoroughly enjoyed. Also, curious cat. Yeah, let's go for it. Why not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, I'll ask you this one. Yeah. <clears throat> what would you tell young Somali kids trying to choose a career path out of high school? I feel like at 24, turning 25, I'm out of touch a tad bit, and want to connect and give relevant advice to them. If like so many Somali youth... I feel youth, like so many. Oh, I feel like so many <laughs> Somali youth, especially the boys, have no idea what their interests are. How would you go about encouraging your baby siblings to explore things they like without wasting or missing out on opportunities? What I'd say is, go listen to all our previous episodes. <laughs> I'm sure we've covered this so many times. Like, I always talk about like how I, I try to um, advise my siblings anyway. And these days, yeah, I find it interesting, like... I'm actually thinking about getting one of my siblings on the podcast to talk to them about books. That, like, these days they come up to me and they actually talk about the books that they're reading at the moment. Um, yeah, they 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 come to me out of their own interests. So I found that like I I find that like as a sense of slight pride. Anyway, <laughs> I was like I'm kind of happy that they they're coming to me and they're comfortable that they can talk to me about like the books that they be reading and stuff. So yeah, doing doing things together with them, different hobbies that you picked up, and seeing if they're interested in them. Mm. Um, and giving them that opportunity and showing them that it's actually interesting. It's not. It's not something that you should be like that should be tedious or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, um, I think yeah, just offering them the opportunity. Like if you have a camera, offering them like how to teach, show them how to, how to take pictures. Um, show them how to take pictures on manual mode or whatever. Um, take them to different places and yeah, just give them the opportunities. Yeah, just show them it if they like it. 
they'll they'll want to yeah, know more about yeah, exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. <clears throat> uh, right, I go off here, Sin. Mm. Um, if I was to start an art program in a city Ooh. with a large Somali population, what would you suggest? Um, I'm thinking of starting a reading circle for elementary school students to get them to love reading. Also, I want to review any POC-centred children's books. Uh, there's a few questions in there. So there's, a f- there's a few. Um, so just to start. <laughs> <laughs> if I was uh, to start an art program in a city with a large Somali population, what would you suggest? Do you know who's been doing bits in regards to the um, Smith Oh yeah, 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 man. Yassin. Yeah, with the whole, yeah, yeah with the whole. The real Yassin, the real Yassin. Uh, <laughs> really, we can share the name, but sorry. <laughs> Look who I'm sharing the name with. <laughs> I get some argue, man. He's got another one. <laughs> the one and the only one. Yeah. First and the last. Um, but what I was going to say is, I'll say, speak to, to someone who has experience, yeah, has established themselves as, you know what I mean, an artist who has, you know, has photography experience and has also had their own sort of like organization yeah or, or like sort of like hosted an event where they were showcasing their art so mm. i think in terms of you since you're asking as a somali person yourself you the best bet would just be to dm him and stuff and just see if you can get any advice but you're asking us oh it's a love reading um i think they're starting a reading school for elementary school students to get them to love reading what is elementary school is that primary school like elementary school i guess it's a primary school yeah. uh, young we've kids got, we've got an american <laughs> view of them yeah. yeah um starting a reading circle for elementary school students to get them to love reading um i guess tell them to stay away from starbucks man they grow older <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about the, the Starbucks incident. Uh, uh, yeah. um, like I, like he said, I, I I agree with what he said in terms of speaking to people who are established in that regard. Yeah. Um, in terms of getting kids to love books, um, starting off easy and then just trying to progress them a bit more. So, um, any books that you enjoyed as a kid, uh, for example, like the Goosebumps series. As a kid, I, I enjoyed that, or the series of unfortunate events. They were pretty short Ooh, books. Yeah. Pretty oh, short uh, books. And you, you enjoyed them. Yeah, like e- things that are easy to read. I I got into a lot of comics when I was younger. And I, uh, when I first started reading, like you like the pictures more than the text. Um, nowadays, everything's a bit more visual, so kids do like the kids like videos more than especially at that age, like the fun ones. Yeah, kids more like, like videos Keep more away than text. From like all these, like anything a bit too serious, mm. like fun, like Roald Dahl did a good job. Fantastic Mr. Foss of, is the one of like so many. Um, like he knew how to capture a lot of the children's imaginations. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's I don't again elementary school I, like because we did roll down around the year five. Mm. I don't know how old elementary kids yeah, are. I think a team man. Um, if if anything smaller, then obviously I don't know something. What I'd say is for the pictures. Yeah, I agree. Just to get them into stories and yeah. into reading. Then and after that, when they grow up, they'll naturally want to find their own thing. Mm. And it can also be on on these devices that like they use tablets and stuff like ebooks and stuff. I'd, I would actually introduce them to that first, yeah. and then go for books books after like out of their own interest, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and take them to spaces where they're surrounded by th- things like that. So I used to just go to the library for bands. 
<laughs> so yeah, uh, take them to them kind of spaces as well. If if they're not random, then then they're very unlikely to pick them up there. Yeah. It's going to pick up what they're comfortable with, like YouTube or whatever. Um, yeah, of course, I mean, and also if like you're bringing the books to them as well, mm. so if they don't see books around them, they're not really gonna go for it. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> lastly, I'd say what what bring you, what made you enjoy books? What what made you enjoy a certain hobby that you that you uh, that you still do to this day? And think about your roots, and then try and establish those roots in those people that you're trying to help out. So, um, if you read any certain books that you enjoyed uh, introduce them to those books like if you um yeah just like think about your roots and then try and replicate that in someone else's view and then i think that would uh, register some interests uh, obviously everyone doesn't like the same thing so it'll be different from everyone but i think you'll you'll get a, you'll get a little bit of success with that so yeah um, try different things um anything else you guys want to add to the episode Okay. Okay, we'll wrap it up here then. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. This has been your boys from Inspire Reads. Ease is a greater threat to progress than hardship. So keep moving, keep growing, keep learning. See you at work.